Hello and good evening, and welcome to you all on episode one of Inside Out. In this series, I'm going to be talking to a lot of experts from different spheres who will share their expertise, which will help us a long way in us making a lot of decisions in our day-to-day -day life. And tonight, the guest I have has got a rich resume. He's handled the elite teams in all sports. And notably, he was the SNC coach of the Indian team when they won the 2011 World Cup. He's also trained uh, Naren Kartikeyan, Arman Ibrahim, and the list goes on. And uh, since this is a situation where everybody is suggested to ensure that they build up on their immunity to fight the COVID-19, I thought it apt that I'll bring in a fitness trainer in my first episode. And it gives me great pleasure to welcome Ramji Srinivasan. Welcome, Ramji. Good evening. Hi, Rama. Thank you so much. Thank you for the invite. Really honored to be part of your web show. That opening and innings, which is your forte. Yeah, and <laughs> as a trainer, so you are aware. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, as a trainer, you're aware of uh, the importance of warm-up. So I'll just, uh, as a warm-up question, I'll toss you and take you back to your athletic days during your college. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a surreal experience. Okay, I was in um, school. I was by even to us 100 meters and long jump. Won the uh, during the junior period. Won the state. Won the school nationals, etc. Once I entered college, uh, uh, it was a disaster. <laughs> First year in college, after qualifying for uh, the college team, I had a hamstring tear. There, uh, that was an end of my uh, athletic career. In many ways, I'm happy also. <laughs> Otherwise, I'll be doing some pen-pushing job now. <laughs> well, no, now, it made me explore a lot of things, made me understand what I am, who I am, etc., etc. Not that I become a philosopher, but uh, still made me realize reality pretty uh, soon. It was interesting you say that because you flirted for a while. You fancied on becoming... Uh, a civil servant, you wrote the uh, IAS preliminary exams, you got through it, and yet you came back to being a trainer. Just uh, take us through that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, because, uh, because I wanted to become an IPS officer, police officer, for a long time because that was my passion initial uh, stages as a professional uh, career. Then I, my subject was physics. Uh, I did my BSc physics and then for IAS, we have to have one more subject. So I did my MA sociology. Then I attempted, uh, I studied nearly one and a half years for that and got through prelims. And I am sure I wouldn't have cleared Maine <laughs> because uh, it was uh, loads and loads of studies have to be done. And I was, uh, I didn't have time at that point of time. Not that I was extremely busy doing things, but a uh, lot of um, uh, family issues, a lot of health issues for my parents. So I had to abort that abruptly. So then I shifted uh, to the subject what I I knew well. And uh, yeah, I was comfortable in that, uh, in that particular uh, uh, segment because I was involved in that initially. So with a little bit very basic knowledge of uh, fitness and uh, training, etc. Very basic. Very rudimentary knowledge. I got into this field uh, full-fledged. You know, uh, I never even thought twice how I'm going to manage what I'm going to do. But I uh, jumped into it full lick. Rest uh, has happened over a period of two decades. 
yeah the heart one over the mind in your case so you came back Absolutely. to training sports persons because you are involved in sports and you also been a trainer for close to about 3 decades now now according to you what is your definition of somebody being fit okay very interesting because this is going to be my, maybe my 25th year in fitness industry and sports industry maybe around 19 years or 20 years uh the definition of fitness what i would uh, love that particular definition is ability of an individual to harness his or her potential to the maximum be it physiological be it psychological be it social that is true fitness it's a holistic component just not physical uh, just having six pack eight pack or a keg it doesn't matter but it has to be a combination of lot of things you should have social skills you should have good uh, uh mental skills at the same time you should have physical skills all three combined it's like a tripod stool you know you cannot negate one from another yes so that's that probably you know what understanding of fitness basically holistic okay that is probably you know more right for top elite sports persons but if you're talking of a common man for example a lot of people would tend to think that they are fit because they have a trim frame or you know you'll have youngsters who are really sort of you know chiseled uh, bodies and they think they are really fit in that context what exactly would you describe as fitness yeah very true rama that is a trend somebody uh, we have in our uh, profession we have come across so many people uh, those who are thin we uh, tell them he is looking fit or he is fit no that's not the thing or somebody who is fat need not be unfit you know it's either fit or fat there is a, a controversy there is a Uh, what do you call always uh, uh, nuances there basically uh, as far as general fitness is concerned you have to do or it depends on person to person what they like you know some may like japanese food some may like uh, uh, italian food some may like indian so everybody's uh, need for on look out for fitness is different similarly some may like aerobic fitness some may like uh, strength training some may like yoga some may like uh, swimming or cycling or uh, marathon running etc so different strokes for different folks accordingly in that parameter what one has to be uh, talking about is very very critical for example somebody is doing a strength training or uh, interested in strength training he or she needs to understand what it entails half baked knowledge is more dangerous than no knowledge at all especially nowadays click of a button you get all sort of information and google workouts youtube workouts instagram workouts etc uh, etc et which can be potentially dangerous uh, because lot of workouts have been copied and cut paste uh, things over a period of time we know that so one has to be very very mindful when they enter when they are interested in uh, fitness what is their interest what is their aptitude if somebody is taking science or somebody is taking commerce or arts it's their aptitude similarly everybody cannot lift uh, weights everybody cannot do yoga somebody cannot do pilates or gyrokinesis or uh, marathon running or cycling so individual needs are different and what they need to work on is to understand that and uh, embrace that well understand and enter that before entering you need to have a knowledge based knowledge about what they are uh, getting into very critical yeah in other in other words they need to be guided properly and somebody who knows the topic as to what exactly is trying to convey now the awareness about fitness and also the attitude of even the sports persons as also the common man uh, who is not involved in sporting activities 
that has increased a lot over the last couple of decades and also the equipment equipment uh, oh, also yes. has become better and better but uh, yes. it becomes very critical to uh, choose the right equipment based on your training needs doesn't it absolutely you hit the nail on the head because we have seen the transition you being a top class cricketer played for the highest level you know what the transition happened over a period of three decades from no gym to full gyms you know from no equipment to ultra modern equipments from no information to too much of information overload so there is a transition which has happened over a period of time which is pretty good though but it is like a knife uh, with uh, both edges you should know what when to use and how to use it very important at the same time uh, knowledge and guidance is very critical the guy who is talking terminology or uh, having an accent need not be excellent in india we this is true india we have a herd mentality if somebody does something everybody wants to do the same thing why not food why not uh, i mean even food somebody goes vegan or somebody goes uh, uh, into uh, gluten free diet everybody follows that because it's the individual's choice individual's need so one need to understand that you cannot have a herd mentality to it and guidance is very critical especially more sophisticated equipments one should know how to harness the best out of the equipments there is a ironically Oh. Ironically, oh. despite despite the awareness having increased, despite the equipment having got better, uh, on the other hand, you still have a lot of uh, obesity as well in terms of uh, child obesity amongst young adults. When I say a child, I'm referring to uh, kids between nine and twelve, and then when I say young adults, I'm talking about people in their mid and late teens. Uh, why do you think that is happening still, despite the fact that there's a lot of awareness? absolutely this, this has happened over last 15 15 to 20 years one of the reason is lifestyles have changed completely you know from uh, uh, basic to ultra sophisticated we got the wrong end of the westernization on a lot of things you know we have our own good things which we don't see it we think it's infradic a lot of things from our country we feel it's infradic and it comes from western point of view we think it's oh they have done a research and uh, uh, telling us that what we need to yoga is very good Who should why, why should we follow the touch the nose this way? You know, shortest between this is between two point two point is a straight line. So you have all the information. Idea is lifestyles have changed, and the children they are into gadgets. It, it's it's a very open uh, secret, you know. And parents also they are working parents now. Both are working, and the child has to be left in a, a crash or uh, taken care by somebody else. there are a lot of things socio economic changes have put in india where it is now typically so yes what is changes. yeah there are a lot of changes you are right in that uh, respect uh, now the point is let's assume uh, a young man of 19 years uh, for some reason is uh, put on a lot of weight and if he wants to do something about it what are the baby steps that he needs to take because he can't really go at a high intensity level absolutely absolutely rama uh, this is a very pertinent question what you asked because uh, 90% don't know what they do that's why i'm telling you they look at uh, youtubes and look at blogs look at extra 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 other things which they you have a uh, can access information but there is a process involved in guy embarking on fitness anybody whether it's uh, uh, just for fitness sake or just to reduce weight or increase weight put on muscle etc etc there is a process involved 
first one thing uh, you need to understand is you need to take a medical uh, screening then takes a physio assessment for any injuries and the medical screening for any sort of medical issues suddenly the, he may collapse so even when he is doing a low intensity workout you will never know you know those sort of things then take a fitness testing basic fitness testing uh, depending on the likes he may like aerobic fitness or etc etc so then devise a individualized program see we don't have the concept of we keep talking in the websites and other things i have seen millions of website individualized program but few and far between it's mostly it's cut and paste from one person to another that's why i'm telling you initially i told you somebody is successful in knocking out 20 kilos the same workout is followed by next 20 people how can it be no but to be fair to be fair uh, ramji uh, this entire process of medical screening of uh, fitness screening fitness test and everything else it's all right for people who can afford it but what about kids who can't afford it what about people who can't afford it what kind of basic activities that they can do to reduce weight see the it is not expensive rama to do a okay medical screening maybe that's going to do it only once you know that's one shot because the risk related to medical issues as far as fitness is concerned it can be huge especially suppose you have a lower back issue or a knee injury or a neck injury so you are going to spend loads and loads of money on medical uh, uh, to the hospital to avoid it it becomes more of a preventive cure preventive medicine rather than curative you know basic thing just do the basic testing or a basic physiological assessment or a basic testing where you can infer loads of information about the person what he or she likes to do then progress from there it is not expensive if somebody is going to charge you bomb then <laughs> is a different ball game altogether you spoke about lifestyle now how important uh, is uh, backing up your fitness regimen or even uh, reduction of weight uh, with proper food habits how important is that oh yeah you are what you put in your gut <laughs> very simple you are you are you may be ferrari or lamborghini or bugatti veyron but if there is no gas in it it will be a show piece <laughs> so food is like a gas proper gas you have to have a proper way of uh, uh, with a with a nutritionist very they play a very critical role whether it's a sports nutritionist or a general nutritionist they play a very critical role in uh, uh, giving you the desired uh, result very critical very very important even the diet regime has to be done individually individual basis and to do a blood test before do your before they embark on uh, diet regime putting on the diet regime because some people have a lactose intolerance and other things so that they can have complications to so avoid those things that's why these are the basic tests once you do you know these sort of things are your red flags then work around that very 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 important very important these are the things you need to do in us we are talking about western countries everything is written down everything is documented you have to sign everything you have to sign all the forms so many forms you have to sign in india it's free for all but still there is no system in place there is no process and protocols in place that is a sad thing but i am sure that a lot of youngsters are coming into the system now highly qualified youngsters are coming to the system i'm sure they'll do something about it yeah it's interesting you say that because a lot of former cricketers are now taken up to uh, becoming physical uh, trainers themselves that should yes. be of great help uh, how how do you welcome that the former oh, yes. sports person becoming trainers it's a good it's a very good sign it's a very good sign because 
to understand the sport you cannot just be a sports trainer you know just one day if you have 10 certifications it doesn't mean that you are going to be a sports trainer it's a different ball game altogether you have to know the mechanics of a sport you have to under physiology the kinesiology the biomechanics and the energy systems what is involved etc etc loads of things involved and uh, embark onto the system previous players or sports person whether cricketer or a tennis player or getting into the system because they are already played that uh, game experience their physical discomfort or a mental um, uh, problems uh, whatever they have to address and the nutritional aspect they can understand the things better definitely compared to a layman who is coming into the sports training they have a handicap over a normal person who is trying to get into sports training welcome it's a very well good welcome sign definitely it's a welcome sign you remarked about knowing the sport well that was one of your remarkable qualities whenever you were asked to take over a team in any sport you made it a point you found out the needs of the sport before you even had a session with the team how important is that we oh, yeah. are very important rama now the thing is we don't understand that people don't come to you just one segment of people i'm not talking about cricketers alone we are talking about racers we are talking about tennis players table tennis players golfers shuttle players etc etc their needs are different every sporting needs are different some are individual sport some are team sport so you need to understand read lot of things about the sport first of all what it entails what are the injuries basic injuries once then you go back from then you go back reading all the other parameters required from various skill set so it is lot of homework to do definitely lot of homework it is very boring and very tedious and, and very time consuming but that is our job we have to do we cannot uh, be complacent about it one thing is they uh, fully trust you and come to you you know their uh, future and their ambition parents uh, their uh, parents uh, involvement and uh, everything everything the association or uh, individuals ambition aspiration everything is involved when they come to you you cannot let go of that the trust so for that you need to uh, equip yourself very well otherwise no point no point just train uh, weight loss weight gain and keep quiet is it fair to say the other side of the coin of fitness is injury prevention absolutely it's part and parcel of injury prevention and in there is a a quote um, trainer prepares physio repairs <laughs> in india most of the physios are very busy <laughs> because Preparing. some of the viewers because some of the viewers here are asking is too much importance given to fitness or does it lead to uh, players breaking down no no not at all too much importance given to fitness because individual trainers uh, what do you call the way they approach fitness is different first second thing what components of fitness is required second third one have they done all the preliminary testing protocols etc that's why i'm telling you physio assessment is very critical because to find out the niggles find out the joint ranges find out what are the probabilities of injuries which can happen to the particular person be it general fitness or sports uh, fitness some postural alignments etc etc these are the things can be addressed right away from the beginning itself and rectified it can be a fantastic remedial uh, solutions for injury prevention and cure fitness it encompasses everything there you go vishnathan ganapati that was the answer for your question 
Uh, and uh, you spoke about the screening done by a physio before the uh, trainer gets into his uh, act. Now, yes. even here, it's a question of a teamwork, isn't it? Because uh, uh, the physios and the trainers, as well as the coaches, have to work together as a team, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. I remember Rama not to be very uh, uh, talking with loads of superlatives about you. I remember when you took over in 2006, you know how the system was. Coaches are the main. We are also, that's why we are called support staff. We have to work around the coaches' needs. You used to grill us left, right and center on every level. Why, for example, you are doing this, etc., etc. What is the role of physio, the role of fitness trainer, the role of uh, nutritionist, the role of uh, massage therapist, etc. and other support staff. Everything is a teamwork. You know, end of the day, we are like spokes. A coach is a hub and the player is a hub. So we are like spokes. So we have to work in tandem with coaches and tandem with the players' needs. We are just cog in the wheel. Not to be very uh, yeah. self-effacing, but uh, uh, that is no. reality. Yeah, we all are supposed to be in the background. We can't be in the forefront as uh, support staff. Now, the thing is that there are many aspects to fitness. There's uh, strength, there is the... Uh, speed, there's agility, there's endurance. Now, what ratio would you advocate? You know, obviously it depends on the sport. Now, for example, if we take an outdoor sport and an indoor sport, what are the ratios of these aspects would you advocate? Okay, phenomenal question. Fantastic question. I, I'm, I'm very happy somebody asked this question. Okay, everything is working on uh, ratios, just like a Fibonacci series, golden ratio series. <laughs> okay. The, uh, thing depends on the ratio of your components of fitness, be it your strength or strength endurance or aerobic fitness or speed endurance, speed, agility, quickness, footwork, etc. etc. You have more than 15, 20 components of fitness. What suits one sport need not suit another. Okay. For example, fast bowling. Fast bowlers you take, you they need a good amount of aerobic fitness, good amount of core strength and stability, good level of explosive power, good level of running mechanics, good level of flexibility and breathing pattern, which brings in loads of rhythm. A lot of people don't talk about the breathing pattern, one of the key components of uh, running mechanics, whether it's aerobic fitness or you're running to the running to bowl. So that is very critical depending on skill, depending on sport. And finally, depending on individuals, the ratios would vary. Is, is there a way to build up the breathing pattern? Because a lot of non-sports persons who have a habit of jogging and running, is there a mechanism or is there a way to build up the uh, breathing uh, pattern that you mentioned now? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. There are loads, uh, many ways to skin a cat. Uh, one of the good breathing patterns is in our school of uh, fitness is yoga. One of the best, uh, it's been proven by top elite athletes around the world. We don't need any endorsements. Yoga doesn't need any endorsements from Indian uh, fitness trainers. They are gone, yoga has gone much above uh, uh, that level. Second thing is, even when you're breathing, uh, in racing, they used to call it square breathing and round breathing. It's called a diaphragmatic breathing. Working on the lower lobes of your lungs so that it works on the intercostal muscles so that that expands and contracts and intake of maximum oxygen is uh, adhered to. So, very critical is working on the diaphragmatic breathing, which uh, I'm sure the strength and conditioning uh, guys should be able to 
address that issue even when you are doing a simple weights training or even walking every time you hit the ground you inhale or exhale you know there has to be a pattern in that you cannot hold your breath and run you can do it for 5 meters 10 meters or 20 meters max not more than that because your body you hit a wall instantly after that you know oxygen death is created so idea as breathing pattern is very critical for any sport for any exercise regime so end of the day you have to have oxygen in your system excellent hello to all the friends who have greeted me and uh, ramji uh, keep listening to us uh, it's getting interesting now i can understand the indoor sports outdoor sports various components can be factored in now we also train racing drivers what uh, kind of regiment do you give them like a narendra patikeen or arman ibrahim or the uh, others in the racing uh, field oh yeah oh yeah but uh, trust me uh, i got introduced uh, to racing uh, through akbar ibrahim the father of indian <laughs> motor sport and uh, ex cricketer you know uh, he was a person who introduced me to racing way back then uh, naren kemen uh, arman aditya patel karun chandok all the top drivers even the current top drivers tra- uh, train with me here it involves amazing level of fitness lot of people think uh, just sit down in the car and drive lot of even the current uh, elite sports person representing india they think just sit down in the car and drive no it is much more than that they are one of the fittest athletes you have, you have i have ever seen be it uh, aerobic fitness be it uh, strength endurance be it uh, core strength and stability or cross training of metro mode or metrology they are one of the fittest guys one of the reason is when you are standing uh, in the grid your heart rate goes nothing less than 90% throughout the race one hour imagine your heart rate at 90% throughout the race which is near death experience second one your g forces you can black out or you can die your neck can break especially when you are braking or acceleration or you are banking the curve if you are wearing a helmet then uh, with the helmet on your head it can weigh up to 50 kgs especially when you are uh, braking imagine your neck can snap and you have to make a quick sell decision when you have to overtake you have to listen to the radio you have to listen to the uh, team and when you have what strategy you need to work on very very important your peripheral awareness your quick uh, reactive mode your proactive mode all comes into play and it is potentially very dangerous very very dangerous i have seen uh, some of these uh, guys crash and uh, narayan crash and arman crash a couple of times my literally i had my heart in my mouth because everything stopped it was total static uh, uh, position nobody was moved from the inside the car and it is very de- uh, you know very disturbing to see that also also very important is wet, wet conditions when they drive your visibility factor is nearly zero you know so it entails loads of fitness and loads of quick silver thinking loads of very sharp thinking not uh, nobody is there to support you you have to do your own otherwise you are a dead duck <laughs> once again there's a question from one of my old friends from cricketer ravi mishra he asked please uh, ask him a methodology to reduce weight and extra slab around waist uh, you don't need to answer that i can answer that ravi you stop eating the extra butter with aru paranta you will be fine <laughs> ravi eat drink it be very uh, there was uh, i read a book way back uh, in 90s 
by an author called covert baby called fit or fat that was a very very good book uh, i think 3 20 years old more than 20 years old 25 years old pretty good uh, book even now you know it gives you a very realistic picture a thin person as you asked initially need not be fit when you test them you have a shocker you know <laughs> uh, seeing them totally unfit the that's a different uh, people's needs are different and the perception the outside perception of the fit person is different totally different and i now you, you i have to give this anecdote i have to give this anecdote uh, in two two anecdotes one i'll talk about you second thing i'll talk about srt one i remember remember we were the first to do the fitness testing in country way back in 97 any cricket team to do the fitness testing and uh, i remember you you can do a standing broad jump you had an ankle issue you had an ankle sprain and people gave a raman no 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 raman won't do you won't do fitness and finally once you you gave me a week's time to do the fitness testing i remember that so so clearly within a week you came back and did more than everybody could do and guy and we did in front of everybody not that we did a separate thing cooking up uh, test results we did in front of everybody and you jumped really and guys were stunned to see you jump and that was also an eye opener for me because the perception was raman was very laid chilled out laid back and end of the day they didn't realize you were running 5 o'clock in the morning in the beach <laughs> now, this has prompted me to ask you a question you know uh, how much does mental toughness help you in fitness and vice versa how much does physical fitness help you to be mentally strong it is it goes uh, without say a strong body houses a strong mind or vice versa one of the cliched uh, <laughs> Uh, terminologies but it is definitely true uh it has to because once you are getting embarking on fitness there are so many facts factors of your mental faculty comes into play isn't it your commitment your dedication your perseverance your especially the free will to do more than anything your free will to embark on uh fitness which is very very big and the free will to be excellent is the clincher vice versa in fitness or mental uh, conditioning and nowadays a lot of things are spoken about mental conditioning uh, because i'm not an expert i cannot talk too much about it because i don't know anything about it but the sometimes some things are pretty shocking to observe you cannot be exploiting uh, under the pretext of mental conditioning loads and loads have been exploited now and i have seen with my i i am like a horse's mouth i am talking from the not my friend's friend told me or cousin's friend told me or anything like that i am telling from my own experience lot of rubbish is going on yeah that is another thing you know uh, crossing into a domain where you don't have expertise uh, that should uh, be stopped in a way because i have seen a few of them talking about diet suggesting diet or uh, encouraging uh, athletes to take supplements how good is that uh, oh for the uh, athletes that is literally an appetite for destruction <laughs> <laughs> i have to prompt you back i have to prompt you back to srt because you said you will uh, relate an anecdote if you don't relate i will be blamed by all the people who are watching and they won't take me kindly when you say srt you have to go through it finish it please they are very keen okay. to know it 
I'll come to SRT uh, once I finish this uh, this uh, question. And uh, yeah, this is very important because unless or until you are qualified expert sports nutritionist, kindly don't prescribe supplements or uh, other products. Potentially dangerous. You don't know what is happening. You don't know what the person is allergic to. Whether they are there are loads of other issues. Whether there is a lot of uh, Uh, steroids involved in that, etc., etc. Wada compliant. That is for sports people. Even for normal people, kindly take a professional nutritionist advice in designing a program. That's why I told you individualize the diet schedule and blood testing has to be done before diet uh, embarking on a diet schedule. That the nutritionist will be able to guide you and tell you on that very professionally. There are some fantastic nutritionists now uh, in the country, which is very heartening to see that. And coming back to SRT, SRT more. This was in uh, 2002 or something. In uh, they had a camp in Chennai, and we had a fitness testing. Uh, Andrew Leepas told me, Ramji, I need your help on this. Can you come? I said, uh, great pleasure. <laughs> of course, <laughs> won't. Uh, why should I? Uh, there is a Karbutinna Kuliya being with full entu. I went there <laughs> much before the team uh, came in. All the guys walked in. They had a testing. uh we had five testing at that point of time we had uh, beep run uh we had sit and reach we had uh, push ups we had uh, ab stage oh no we had plank and uh, we had one more we had one more uh, leg press or something like that near max uh, thing so srt came in is chance venkatesh prasad and others were there at the point of time venkatesh prasad did the highest uh, 12 inches or something sit and reach so that it's a uh movement for i mean to check your lower back and your hamstring flexibility you know uh sachin came in remove shoes zero <laughs> it is zero sachin what is this oh yeah very bad no ramji give me 5 minutes 5 minutes okay i'll come back and do yeah okay let others finish by the time i finished others i was just waiting outside the pace foundation gym waiting for him with the pad and other thing he went inside the gym trust me i get uh, <laughs> uh, goose flesh even now he came out ready run i said yeah, ready uh, sachin let's do he he told me before that i will do 6 inch 6 inches I said uh, okay i thought uh, okay one of those days you know so he came Five to seven minutes he would have taken uh, because uh, there are only two people after him. So finish that, and I was waiting for him. Exactly six inch. Trust me, unbelievably looked at me and told me, Ramji, I told you. What will I say? What can I say? I cannot say anything. Clean bolt. <laughs> totally, that is one of my. I told him also. He said, Ramji, yeah. Then he remembers. Then he beep. Uh, we did the beep run and other things. You know. <laughs> He stopped. <laughs> yeah, talking about that, talking about that, people are very keen to know what exactly is this yo-yo test. Now, let's not talk about the merits, demerits of it. They are just keen to know what exactly is the yo-yo test. I know it, but because you are a trainer, you're an expert in that field. I will leave you to explain what yo-yo is. Yeah, yo-yo is a good form of testing to uh, see where you stand in. Uh... in level of aerobic fitness it is devised way back in uh, 70s or 80s or yeah sorry yeah from a uh, dutch guy dutch scientist sports scientist 
and it came to soccer to test aerobic fitness especially soccer is a lot of running around take a break running around take a break the intensity goes up from level 9 uh, uh, or something or 6 or something it starts there are two three different types then progressively it increases the intensity the frequency of the running decreases the time between it's 20 meters distance and you have 5 meters 5 meters so you run a come a sprint touch the line come back and walk around the 5 meter cone come back and be ready for the next next uh, whistle or beep or uh, what do you call sound to go to the next level so you keep going from one level to another the uh, frequency decreases between the two points and as you keep higher and uh, go higher and higher it gives you your vo2 max your uh, uh, aerobic capacity you can measure your aerobic capacity how good you are that is only to measure your aerobic capacity alone not any other components of fitness so people may say when you are running in when you are running in 1920 20, 21 that level then you are talking about speed endurance mode there you are shifting into a speed endurance mode not when you are doing your 14 12 11 12 14 16 no that is slightly above jogging you know that pace so anything above 18 plus or 19 we are talking about serious fitness 19 plus should be minimum that is to measure the aerobic fitness alone so we yo-yo. spoke about injury or a beep run or yo-yo. sorry we spoke about injury prevention now the other side of the spectrum now what and how does a sportsman start his training once he's uh, finished his rehab from an injury how does he approach that phase uh, comeback phase into training and uh, his cricketing skills yeah return to play basically return to play uh, one of the most misunderstood one of the most uh, neglected uh, scenario in india is return to play cutting across all sport uh <clears throat> okay i just wrote an article about that uh, last week so it will be coming next week return to play you as the spot on drama <laughs> so uh, return to play has so many factors involved you have to have a rest period you have to have depending on the injury depending on the intensity of the injury one has to take a call and progress let's assume that he or she is recovered from the injury completely and all the range of movement etc etc is completely okay because there is a time frame for everything has to be given everything uh, is given so it's a coordination between the strength and conditioning coach and the physio and sports medicine doctor these three play a very critical role in bringing back the guy uh, the athlete to a certain level and then have to incorporate coach because you know why because one of the reason is the coach is kept uh, they mostly kept in uh, blind the reason is coaches also should know because of this injury he or she may have certain deficits which can crop up during the matches so the coach can plan the team plan the strategy accordingly you know for example somebody is even 100% fit you don't want to take a risk from day 1 to uh, let them spin, uh, sprint or bowl 30 hours a day you know you would also adjust your strategy where to place him, him or her in the team what how to manage the workload etc that has to be a transition it has to be a very smooth transition between all the professionals and the athlete's mindset 
has to be incorporated if can incorporate a sports psychologist at that point of time it is fantastic you know that that helps somebody like elbala who came back after injury thanks to you rama you know you defied uh, loads of things we, we all thought out of the box at that point of time sometimes there is also a very thin line between willpower and foolishness for an athlete or for a strength and conditioning or a support staff so one has to be very mindful as a uh, to do things as teamwork it may be a bit on a cussed uh, experience but you have to swallow the bitter pill put your ego down and work towards a betterment of an athlete they are the they come first this there's a question here from one of the uh, uh, persons yeah. watching this show for youngsters wanting to take up a career as sports trainer what is the path for them this is from vijay bharadwaj okay uh, the huge scope now uh, as far as if you want to take up strength and conditioning as a profession india's growing sport is going to be very big in a few years it is already becoming big and amazing scope is there there are a lot of courses available if you want to do a bachelor's degree there are a lot of universities available or a master's degree and or a phd that is a separate issue altogether you need to spend loads of time or you can do certification courses like cscs saska nasm lot of certifications of uh, courses available online and uh, you can qualify yourself on that and do lot of other courses other there are loads of courses available now which is uh, not the scenario 20 years back you have to go to you know that spend loads of money go to australia get hammered and come back now things have become much easier and uh, access to information is very good you can uh, visit loads of websites available uh for you to do a certification course and very important is to have a very very good uh, intern sessions with somebody you know otherwise uh directly you are taking a sword and trying to be a spartan no chance i'm going to ask another question joseph hoover with yo yo would gavaskar and grv have scored more runs uh instead of ramji joseph i'll explain it because uh, both uh, sunil gavaskar and jia krishna believed in conservation of energy if they were to spend their energy with yo yo probably they would have got tired i wouldn't have scored that many runs <laughs> okay that's the question one thing also i think too much has been made out of fitness rama because i i have seen the transition over period of time lot of things have been made out of fitness especially for cricket you know you i recently read an article by espn they have named top 60 sports a uh, sport in the world which entails huge level of absolute level of physicality and absolute level of technical skills combined you know cricket is not even there in 60 cricket is also lots to do with your cerebral thought process like a game of chess you have played chess in a phenomenal level which you keep telling always kept telling it is cerebral now because of lifestyle changes have happened media has come and t20 has come and everybody wants to look good sponsors coming in tight t-shirts and six pack eight pack but i think it's not rocket science to train cricketers frankly speaking you know that you know that you have been advising concentrate on functionality of the game concentrate on specificity of the game combine both mind and body Yeah, that's a way to do it. I think too much has been made out of uh, cricketers being the fittest lot. I'm sorry to say that to be, uh, break people's heart. No, big no. They are not the fittest law sports person in the world. That time, hundred and fifty percent sure. 
One final question, Ramji. Now, yes. uh, there is a question here by uh, another viewer. The question is, once you start doing weight training, do you have to do all through your life? The fear is that once you stop weight training, you might start uh, putting on weight or you might start, you know, developing sagging flesh. Not really. That's why foundation is very important. What you do in the initial stages, too fast, too soon can lead to loads of uh, disastrous consequences on the long run. That is why you need to have a goal. Short-term, mid-term and long-term goals. What you want to look like 20 years down the line. And like an investment, you are investing in your body. Don't you want to look uh, good even when you're 60 or 70? You know, that's an investment. Like uh, you ask an investment banker or a stock, you know, a risk <laughs> management person, they would be able to tell you that. How they invest to looking at a long-term uh, goal in perspective. You need to look at long-term what you need to do. It's not... Uh, uh, Mac or uh, KFC uh, food what we are eating fast food no it's a long term it's a long term affair I don't think so if you do things right I know I have met some of the phenomenally fit people some of them are fitter than youngsters some of them are climbing Kilimanjaro's and uh, you know peaks in uh, Argentina and in uh, Europe and even in Everest I mean not Everest Himalayas I, I know a lot of these 50 plus uh, uh, people are climbing and sheer grit and they are really fit, really fit. It is not uh, true provided you do a systematic review every uh, once in a while on what you're doing because you can plateau off, you know, you keep doing the same thing again and again every day, you plateau off. That is when the injury happens and or the performance level goes down. So stepping it up every three weeks, it's a 21-day cycle or 28-day cycle, you step it up. One of the very important things which nobody talks about is a thing called biorhythm. You know, biorhythm is a process which was invented very early in the 70s. And one of the top athletes who used biorhythm for his advantage was Carl Lewis, way back in 1984, when he won the four Olympic gold medal. You know, biorhythm involves three factors. One is physiological one is psychological and one is social. These three, it goes like a sine wave. Every day we are different. Every session, morning, afternoon or evening, our body and mind is different. So how do you get the best out of it? You know, there lies the biorhythm. Everybody's biorhythm is different. We are like thumb impression. So once you understand the concept of biorhythm into a system, things become so easy and very easily understandable. You know, try that. Try that biorhythm system. Thank you, Ramji. Thanks for your great insights. And it was a pleasure having you. Once again, thank you for your time. And for the viewers, I'm sure you would have enjoyed it. This uh, conversation will be put up on YouTube as well. And for those who are going to watch on the YouTube, I'll be delighted if you can subscribe for my channel, Inside Out by W. Raman on YouTube. And uh, I look forward to meeting you in a week's time. Until then, take care and stay safe. And thank good you. night. Thank you, Rama. Thank you all. Have a safe uh, week ahead. Stay healthy and be happy. Keep smiling. Thanks, Rama. Thank you for having me.